This is the first time I ever tried to write this down. First time telling anyone outside the family. I'm leaving out time and location and some other details because I'm still scared of what might happen with it publicly, I guess. Summer before 8th grade, me and two of my friends snuck out at midnight to go walk around the neighborhood and go see these girls on the next block who were having a sleepover. We turn a corner in our neighborhood and there's this huge black blimp shaped thing in the sky. Like the pictures of the Hindenburg, but bigger than that and as close, if not closer. Completely silent and the size of at least four or five football fields across. No exaggeration. Even though I was young. We stare at it entranced, asking each other over and over again if we see it, which we all agree that we do, standing there, frozen in one place. It's like black, polished gunmetal, no lights, no sound, no anything. It's just hovering there. And then I don't know what happened, but time clearly jumps. Next thing I remember is the craft, ship, government experiment, whatever the hell it is, has gone and there's a tiny glowing white barbell thing in the sky seemingly slowly falling to earth with wisps of smoke coming off it. Then two brand new black trucks with silver gearboxes on the back, like F-150s or S-10s but nicer, came speeding down the street going about 70 in a residential 25 neighborhood. Then after that I remember walking home to one of my friend's houses and going to bed. At that point it was like 5 or 6 a.m. and the sun was coming up. We all made a promise to tell my dad in the morning because he worked for the city, but we never did. I don't know what happened later in life to one of my friends who was there, but the other was my best friend and we sort of made an unspoken pact never to talk about it. Don't know how or why we did that. We all grew up and I sort of lost touch with him too. We did reconnect over Facebook and such over the years, but it was like there was something between us neither of us wanted to touch or talk about. Looking back on it now, there's no way we could have been the only ones to see it. It wasn't that late at night, and it was over a heavily populated suburb of a major city. The idea of this has always scared me more than any sort of possible abduction scenario. That there were others, and we're all voluntarily suffering a sort of collective amnesia, except in how we're not. I've thought about hypnosis, but that scares me too, plus I'm not sure if I'd trust the results. I was just a kid then, and I'm not sure if I could trust the hypnotist. What I do know, again, is that there's no way it was just three of us who saw it. We're talking a huge thing hovering in the sky directly above hundreds of houses just after midnight on a summer weekend night. But nothing on the news, nothing in the paper, nothing on TV, no spoken words about it again ever by anyone. This is a true story. I'm a little older than the average around here, I think, but I know what creepypasta and stuff like that is. This happened, and there's no way I'm the only one who remembers. No way. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. <clears throat> Alleged true stories. Christian, just... <sighs> okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. 
there are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Welcome back to the Freaky Deaky. We are once again recording at night. Ah, it's wonderful. Is it weird seeing me yawn constantly in the middle of these episodes because I'm so tired? No, I see it all the time. You just... But in the morning, like, we're just getting started with the day, you know, and I have my coffee and things are all right. Right now, I'm drinking, like, a freaking body armor and I'm just, like, hanging on, like, you can do this. It's fine. I feel great. Friday is my favorite day of the week. I know. And you're like, you're a night owl. Yes, totally. So it's like the complete opposite of what usually happens with this podcast. And that's fine, I guess. You know, this is, we'll see how it goes. I have fun with the podcast. So even when it's early in the morning, I'm enjoying myself. That's true. How wholesome. Even with all the ridicule. That's true. Yeah, there's plenty of that. And people call me Chris with a K. Mm. You know who you are. You know who you are. And we know who you are. Anyway, today we're going to be touching on, I've titled it Alien Abduction Stories, but the the base of most of these is that they are missing time. Common trope. Common trope. You know, so it's almost like an assumed, like I saved the best for last, obviously. The end story of this is fake. It almost feels that way. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, I was reading through it, I'm like, this feels... You know, it's one of those people where it's like the aliens say we need to stop destroying the earth and they're like told to nobody and so that nobody's supposed to come down here and spread the word and it spoiler alert never happens so no. yeah, it's, yeah it's one of those stories but it is also a trigger warning story so there's a lot of a lot of meat to it do you think aliens realize now with all the warnings they've sent that we're humans and we don't listen I would just take your peace and love and get out of here. Yeah. It's America yeah. and right. the rest of the world. Yeah, there's None America of us. and also a, a large majority of it not America. Yeah, we just like to kill Focus each other. On ourselves. USA. No, it's fine. So yeah, roughly, these are claimed to be alien abduction stories, but a lot of them you don't actually get the communication with aliens or anything like that. So if you're looking for like really juicy alien abduction, I saw the aliens and they did this, you're probably not going to find most of that here. Just I a forewarning. Feel, yeah, I always feel like all stories about abductions are real. Are not real. Lining it up for you, Christian. No, I had a I was gonna say something pertinent, but I can't it was aliens. That's what they say. There you go. If you are not following us on so- social media, on social media, now is your chance to get in on the ground floor of something amazing. Just kidding. This isn't a sales pitch, but you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube at Freaky Deaky Pod. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to be working on some pretty cool stuff in the near future, and uh, you're going to want to check that out. And if you don't, then what the hell are you doing here, friend? And TikTok, you can find us at TFT Paranormal, where we post shorts and little paranormal. We had shorts. Tidbits. We had my shorts from the 80s on yeah. the other day. Yeah, they were acid washed. Cut off jeans. Can you imagine? Don't try. It hurts. Also, you can find merch at thefreakydeaky.com. And you can also submit stories there, right there on the front page. So if you have a story of your own that you'd like to share, head over to thefreakydeaky.com, type it up, hit that send button. Or if you, if you have a subject you want us to cover. Yeah, exactly. We're pretty open. Slide into those DMs, whatever you want to do. And uh, if you want to just get straight to it, send an email to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com for longer stories. I believe that pretty much is the majority of the housekeeping. So I'm going to close her out right there. Have a good night, everyone. No, I'm just kidding. What did you think of that first story, Christian? Fascinating, but also typical, I guess I could say. I didn't really like that. I'm going to try that again. What did you think of that first story, Christian? It was aliens. 
Ah, yes, of course. Of course, it was aliens. Not the first story I've heard about football field-sized UFOs. It's not the first time I've heard about it. Isn't that kind of crazy? I mean, the imagination's a wonderful thing. Okay, all right. <laughs> no. Fucking... I mean, you've got to figure if something's going to come from that far away, mm -hmm. it's got to be big. It's going to be huge. Unless, anyway. unless it's a drone type thing, which to me would make... Where would you even store a drone that size? You know what I mean? I mean, no, it wouldn't be that big. The only other things that would be smaller would be something coming from a ship like that. Yeah. That's, you know, the we don't see... That's like a mothership situation. You know what I mean? Right. You're kind of looking at a War of the Worlds type shit. I was thinking uh, recently, which, because I was thinking... Where? Yeah. Exactly. I was thinking about how frustrating this whole UFO thing and what is it, the uh, government revealing stuff, which they never, they still aren't revealing. The lack of disclosure, I believe, yeah. is what you're going for. Exactly. Yes. And the fact that we have all these new videos from like the military. And when I see those videos, they still suck. Do, do we have no hope for an actual decent video someday? And I believe the answer to that is no, we're never going to get it. I think we've talked about that a little bit. It's just never going to happen because they've hit it for too long that if they're like, okay, just kidding, it's real, then everyone's pissed off. So all this new disclosure stuff is a distraction in, in some ways, it seems like. Yeah. And what are they distracting us from? Money. Something yeah, yeah, rich course. people probably. Yeah, yeah, of course it's money. Money and power. Somebody's, money and power. Somebody's getting money and power and we're getting less of it. Yeah. So let's just theorize what it's like to be abducted and get away from all that money power stuff for a couple hours of probing. Yeah. Are you with me, folks? No? Okay. Nobody, nobody wants to get probed. Just me, huh? Just me. Secretly, everybody wants to get probed. Secretly. Wait till you hear the, the last story. <laughs> anyway. This next story, I've titled it A Message of Truth. I doubt that. Okay. But you can agree that... It was aliens. It's always aliens. I've told you that before. My mom tells a story of her and her friend. And guess what? We're going to call her Lisa. <laughs> when my mom and Lisa were teenagers, they were up on the roof of Lisa's house and they see a bright light in the sky. Next thing they know, the light is gone. Thing is... They think they've been on the roof for like 15 minutes, but something like three hours passed. Mom doesn't remember anything about what happened during that time, and Lisa simply refuses to talk about it. She would answer my mom with things like, I don't know, and just drop it for a long time. So a couple months later, my mom moves away and loses contact with Lisa for about 10 years. She finally meets up with her again and immediately notices that something is odd about Lisa. Lisa appeared very distant to her, with a very dreamy demeanor, like she was really happy and at peace for no good reason. Oh. Yeah, take your peace and goodwill and shove it up your ass, Lisa. Just kidding. I'm not. After they talk for a bit, Lisa brings up the incident on the roof. Mom says she still doesn't re really remember anything about it, but Lisa remembers. She remembers everything. Awesome. Exactly. She said that at first it was all in bits and pieces and she couldn't really remember any of it clearly. She was confused and scared and wanted to avoid discussing it. Then as time passed, she began to remember more of it. She remembers it all clearly and she remembers the other three times she was abducted after that clearly as well. At first they paralyzed her somehow and did all sorts of invasive experiments on her, classic, but by the most recent time, they stopped probing her and began to talk to her. They didn't speak English or any other human language, but she could understand everything they said, even though she can't speak their language herself. Apparently, they told her all sorts of things, stuff about space, Earth itself, and most shockingly, predicted years beforehand that she would get pregnant in a specific year and would also be a stillborn, and that she would never be able to have children again. They also told her 
that it was not their fault, and they even made an attempt to save her from this fate, but they were unsuccessful. They told her that they had abducted my mother another time after that first incident. Mom says she has no recollection of any other potential abductions, but she does have recurring nightmares of being abducted, but she's, quote, almost sure that they're just that, nightmares. Anyway, Lisa tells my mom that every time she speaks with them, she comes to understand the truth more and more. And mom inquires what the truth is. Lisa just says, you will know eventually. Classic Lisa. Lisa, you dumb bitch. No. <laughs> it's a little harsh, man. I'm going to have to bleep that out. Oh, Lisa. She doesn't exist. It's not a real Lisa. Her name's something else, so it's not too offensive. Anyway, and she says that once she learned of the truth, that everything became wonderful. Mom has seen her a few more times over the years. We still live in another state from her. And she apparently has a pretty normal life and doesn't, like, obsess over alien stuff like some supposed alien abductees do. She only ever brings it up in passing, not like it's a central part of her daily life. That's kind of... Some people just can, <clears throat> can come to grips with the probing. Some people can't. Yeah, they're like, it was more like an enema, if anything. I feel very cleared out. Not the content you're looking for particularly, but you had to know it was coming. Yeah, I mean, the guys seem to have the biggest problem with it. I wonder why. Yeah, but when you're ready, you can just look at the aliens and say, I'm closing my chocolate factory forever. I'm sorry. As you're descending back to Earth. But if you're paralyzed, you can't do any of that. Mm. That's the whole point of them. Mm. Putting you in that that little paralyzed yeah, state. It's not like you're gonna be like, do what? Bend over? Sure, why not? Yeah, sometimes you have to throw a ba uh, an alien baby up there so that they can hmm. populate the Earth with their hybrids and their chimeras. That's what we hear. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be an episode at some point. We'll look into those. Amazon has like 15 documentaries all about that topic. It's kind of amazing that it's happened to so many people, but we still it's don't have evidence. From the same, it's just the one woman. She's released like four different volumes. Classic. Yeah. Anyway, that's kind of, it is interesting that it's, she's not like one of those, you know, loony tunes where it like obsesses, like her entire life turns into I'm abducted by aliens and these are my stories. You know, like some people when they have these crazy experiences, and I say crazy in a loving term, like their entire personality is just engulfed by alien lore and the government and conspiracies and all that stuff. So it's weird that someone can experience some pretty crazy stuff like this Lisa character, but still have, just lead a normal life and be like, yeah, it's, it is what it is. The, but the, the whole bit, like, what is the truth? And you will know eventually. I hate that shit. Get that right out of here. Why? Why can't you just be like, oh, the truth? Actually, it's this. Because it's been proven that when these people are allegedly abducted and they come down with this message of peace, they're in danger. Mm. Anybody that speaks about peace and harmony and getting along okay. with everybody else puts themselves at risk. So you're saying like the government, like you can say it, you just got to kills be, you off or something. You, like you got to be, you, you got to say it in certain environments where everybody else can look at you and say, Oh, they're just kind of kooky, mm -hmm. but you can't go mainstream or you can't attempt to go mainstream because then you're dangerous. It's okay to yeah. have a bunch of that out there so that but only the crazy ones. The powers that be can point out and say, no, they're just crazy or they got something mm -hmm. going on with their mind. Mm -hmm. You know, me, I don't necessarily believe in abductions, but. But here we are talking if, about them. If you come come around talking about making the world a better place, there's a lot of people that make a lot of money off the world being a bad place and they're going to shut you down. And this is the whole reason we have never had any kind of disclosure. If it's they're not real UFOs, then 
the government should tell us. Yeah. If they're real, the, the government, government should, should tell, tell us. us. And if they're not telling us, that's because the government's making money off of it. Mm. Or somebody that's paying for the politicians is making money off of it because they can sell this technology if they indeed found it. Pink Floyd is right. About what? Just another brick in the wall, man. I mean, Pink Floyd was. That's why that's considered one of the greatest albums ever. Hey, teacher. Leave them kids alone. Anyway. Did he say teacher or preacher? Teacher. Maybe he meant preacher. I believe I meant teacher. I know it says teacher, but could be, have a double meaning now. Oh, oh, of course, Christian. It would be unlike you to not make it a religious issue because <laughs> your hatred for the Christianity. I disagree with you there. I do not mm. hatred, ha have hatred for any religion. I think everyone has made up their mind on that, Christian. Move on to the next story. People can believe what they want to believe about me. Mm -hmm. Spelled with the C. No, it's not. This one is called Transparent Face. Pretty riveting stuff. Yes. This is back in 2003 when I was 15 years old in the area of Columbus, Ohio. I was up late one night finishing an English paper that I had postponed until the last minute. Ain't that some shit? I've done it many times. It ended up taking longer than I thought, and I wasn't done until 3.10 a.m. That's the wrong time to be done with something like that. That is true. I finished up, turned off the computer, and went upstairs to fall asleep. I get in bed and notice the clock says 3.15 before I finally close my eyes to get some sleep. About 30 seconds or so after I do that, I begin to hear footsteps up the stairs. I was thinking, who the heck would be up right now? Maybe my dad? Dad, is that you? I shout down. No. Uh, one thing I'll always remember were how odd the steps were. They were abnormally slow, and with each step, the foot would slide forward until it hit the next step and then lift up. Ooh, that's a creep. I don't know why, but that gave me the, the heebie-jeebies right there, man. It's like a weird sort of escalator technology. Yeah, so it's like the, the foot lands on the step and then just shh until it hits the next step and then lifts up. Oh, God, now it's like too robotic for your boy. No thanks. Count me out. Eventually, the steps stop, and I assume whoever it is made it to the top of the stairs. I don't hear anything, and then I get a feeling of a presence in the room. And I'm not talking Christmas, no. <laughs> I have a feeling whoever it is is now at the end of my bed. I'm currently lying on my side with my legs turned over so that my lower back is kind of facing upward. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's about time, you. Yeah. I'm closing my chocolate factory forever. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's time. The aliens were flying by like, alert, alert. We got a butt <laughs> up in the air. It's going to be easy pickings. We got a live one. Yeah. Classic, man. Now put that butt down. Get the probing department online. I begin to feel a pressure go into... <laughs> in, sorry. I thought that took a much weirder turn. I begin to feel pressure go into my lower back like a hand going into my body and tapping me to see if I'm awake. You know what that pressure was, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, if it went it's into a finger. A, yeah. A long finger, a long alien finger. E.T. was phoning home. Yeah. Uh, this is when I'm starting to get real cautious and concerned, as anyone should. Next, I feel this same pressure pierce through my legs and stays there. It almost sounds and feels like whoever this is just laid down beside me on the bed, facing my face. I sit there silently and wait about 10 seconds or so, or so it felt, and feel another pressure go into my chest. It felt as if someone was taking their hands and put them inside me. Okay. The pressure in the legs was still there. The pressure in my chest began to build and it felt like a swirling, buzzy, warm feeling. Hey now, this is where it gets even more weird. 
So whatever this is on my bed begins to whisper to me, but it sounds very clear and as if it were coming from inside my head. It seemed to be telepathic. It says, put it on your head. I immediately, it was Jean-Claude Van Damme. Which, which one? It was Clint Eastwood in a Western movie. I immediately start, oh God, Christian, you pervert. It's <laughs> like that registered like 10 seconds later in my mind. Uh, I immediately start getting nervous and panic internally and wonder what the hell is going on. I tell myself that I, I have to open my eyes and force myself to count down from five. I open them and see a transparent face in front of me about one foot away. I'd say the face was about 50% transparent. I couldn't make out any clear, distinct facial features, but I could see two darker circles where eyes would be, and a small, oblong shape for a mouth. This all processed in about one second. The next second, my reaction is to open my eyes and mouth wide in disbelief. I immediately saw this other being's face do the same as if it were just as shocked. Like, oh, was this not... Did I not have your permission for this? Canceled already? The you did not have the permission for this. How dare you, sir? Call the cops. Opens his eyes and just hits him with the... Get away from her, you bitch! Classic. Classic. That's what you gotta do with aliens. I immediately saw the other being's face do the same as if it were just as shocked. About one second after that, I shut my eyes, throw my sheet over my face, and go into extreme panic and become paralyzed. The last thing I saw was this being's face opened up wide and moving backwards. I hear this being fall off the bed from leaning back and makes a thump on the floor. It wasn't a very loud thump, but still audible. It springs the heck out of my room and down the stairs. I never hear a door open or anything. I lay in my bed awake the whole three hours until I have to get up for school at 6.30. The first hour I couldn't even move. I was in shock and the scene kept playing in my head. Did he tell his stepdad and what was his stepdad's reaction? I thought you were asleep. Yeah, I was going to say almost the exact same thing. <laughs> Degenerates. Um, yeah, I knew my door was still open, but I wanted to close it so bad. After the first hour, I calmed down enough to get up and close the door, jump back into bed and just kept thinking about it until my sister got up. I've looked back on this a lot since then, and it forever changed my life. I've only spoken to a few people about this, and I never even mentioned it to my dad. Of course, some will say it was a lucid dream or some hallucination, but it was very clear and I was awake the entire time. I've never had anything like it since then and never expressed any odd mental symptoms. I was also 15 and never had a beer or any drug by then. Until later. A few other notes from that night. The being glowed. The what? The being. The being glowed. Thank you. Yes. A light blue that caused the area around him to light up a bit. The being was laying sideways beside me with its legs traveling through mine. This accounts for the first feeling of pressure that stayed after the touches on the lower back. I think when it said, put it on your head, it was referring to whatever it was building up inside my chest. Maybe it thought I was asleep and it was speaking to my subconscious. Man, that night was a doozy. You know, he left out one, of the, one of the first things I would look at in this case. Sleepman. Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. You would. I don't know. Honestly, man, I don't know. I just. I mean, I, this this does sound a little bit like it. Like it could to be. an extent, but like I mean, it could be. But I don't know, man. The the person experiencing this a was not asleep. Two. That's what they always said, say. Mentioned about they were paralyzed, but paralyzed by fear, not like a I tried to move and I couldn't type situation. So it was like, and I've had that, especially growing up when I was probably around that same age, where it's like. 
Did you get the pressure on your lower back? No, thankfully. Okay. No, yeah, nothing lucky, told lucky me to you. put it on my head. But um, yeah, I that that feeling where you're like, if you feel like something's in the room, you just don't want to make a move. You want to be like, I'm sound asleep. Nothing to see here, friend. Keep moving. My chocolate factory is closed, you know? So I, I understand that. Like having the ability to move, but being paralyzed with fear. Sleep paralysis. Yeah, you would. Again. But what you really mean. It was aliens. You can push that button all day long. I'm probably yeah, you've not going to say it's aliens. You've said it before, though. Did I? Or did you just cut it out? It was aliens. You have. I heard the cut right there. Mm. Mm. Did you all hear it? No, nobody heard it. Moving right along. This next one is from Dreamtime Stawi, and it's titled, Christian will probably like this story. That's what it's called? That's what I've titled it, yes. Oh, nice. This is an interesting story, I guess. Maybe some of you will enjoy it, although I'm going to try to summarize. For three nights, strange things happened. The first night I was reading, and I remember a peculiar sensation wrapping around the top of my head. Mm. Again. Which one? I know. Well, we know. That's TFD after dark material, Christian. What? I was talking about, like, they keep telling them to put caps on their head. It's got to be a, a memory device. It's an alien thing. We only speak to people that wear caps. They have to be fashionable, damn it. It's like look into the light and then they forget. This this time they actually use a hat. So anyway, this peculiar sensation wrapping around the top of my head and traveling down my neck. I never had anything like this occur to me. It was like a static massage and I took note. Mm. It just jots it down real quick. Is this a static massage happening atop my scalp? What if it was an ecstatic massage nice that would be after dark again so that would be yeah we're getting we're creeping slowly into that territory it almost scared me i soon went to bed yet was awoken in the middle of the night at some point i was on my back and looking at my window i remember i was hallucinating extremely bad the window was morphing and innumerable colors were present i remember thinking at this time two things first i was absolutely awake Second, although delirious, I recalled that these hallucinations were normal, and I was glad to be greeted by them because they happen every night. When I woke up the next morning, I had a startling realization that I don't actually hallucinate every night, and couldn't wrap my head around the fact that it seemed so normal at the time. The second night, the exact same thing happens. Strange sensation on my head, I go to sleep, I awake, tripping. This time, I am on my stomach looking towards the lights of my computer tower on the floor. There were symbols emanating from the colors of those blue and orange lights, and I was visibly tripping. Again, I was comforted by the thought that this was normal, and awoke to consider how peculiar it was to think that. The third night, I will never forget, because it changed my fucking life. I remember waking up to an extremely vivid image of three beings hovering in front of me. Their skin was gray, heads large, and bodies much taller than the normal stature of a human. There was rocky earth beneath us, lit quite well possibly by an extremely starry sky above me, yet no other light source. This image flashed in front of my eyes for a split second and then I was looking at the blackness of my closed eyelids. I then became aware of the most incredible sensation I have ever felt. Although I could feel myself localized within my body, there was an expanse. Words will never do this justice as I fear it was too much of a subjective experience. In my description, I can only describe it with an introverted intuition. The best analogy I can make is with attaining nirvana in a Buddhist sense. I felt connected with everything in the world 
and have never had such strange experiences, to my knowledge, since. I became compelled to understand what happened to me. I am an academic, so my research brought me to areas wherein one hemisphere of my brain screamed pseudoscience. Totally. At the other, more open and inquisitive side, the truce of my hemispheres of thought almost became relegated to the single truth I could agree fully upon. I know nothing, and therefore, anything is possible. Over a few years, I found answers that have made me content at night, yet unfortunately batshit crazy to anyone I, could, I would consider talking to this about. I began researching past life regressions. No, everyone was not Abe Lincoln or Cleopatra in their last lives. We Channeling. Know. No, we know. Abductions, trance meditation, and astral projection. First, I found that through one channeled experiment, a researcher, if you could call her that, asked a supposed entity what it was like in a higher dimension. And it was replied that it was like a shamanic experience, like you were tripping. Second, through another book on channeling, an extremely advanced race was contacted, and they were asked how they contact individuals on Earth. It was suggested that not all abductions are physical encounters, and not all abductions, or otherwise, are bad. I now consider my experience took place in a dream state, and that it was a damn good experience. Apparently this group of extraterrestrials, if I am to consider the validity of this text, contacts individuals to guide their purpose in life, as they are not originally of Earth origin. Well, fuck, that makes some sense to me, I suppose. I know something extreme happened to me those three nights. I am reminded of the movie Contact with Jodie Foster. How weird that, that two contact weird. references in the span of a night, or two weeks, I guess. Sorry, folks. And I, and I wonder when the scientific actualization of our race will further fuck with our paradigms. Maybe that movie will become classic science fact. That's a doozy. So that's me, a wild ride, man. It makes me wonder if the aliens get their LSD from the same place the CIA does. It was aliens. You know, mm -hmm. that's why, their dealer. That's why they come here. Why do they dose them? Well, it's like that, that one, you know, the higher like dimension or whatever being like a shamanic experience where it's like super trippy and kind of like when we went, when you did that episode on astral projection, right? It's a similar vibe to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, it's, God, it's something I kind of want to see. You know, it seems very, it seems cool. It seems cool, but it also seems wildly terrifying. I'm not sure that LSD is right for you, though. Ask your doctor if LSD is right for you. May cause. <laughs> diarrhea. No, yeah. Do diarrhea references back-to-back -back weeks? Yeah, no, it may cause extreme hallucinations. Hallucinations, but yeah. Yeah, alien beings. Ah, yes, fresh beans clip i was um, hoping image of cryptids yeah i know among other things that is pretty crazy though that's that is it's weird that like in while it's happening you're like oh this is normal this happens every night and then the next morning waking up and being like the fuck that doesn't happen every night why did i say that i mean dreams happen every night and if they're minor pretty much dreams do you what? remember your dreams a lot of them, not all, not all of them, I'm sure, but I have, I have pretty vivid dreams and they're like, they make no sense, but they're fun. I have fun with my dreams. Recently I had a dream that the character from The Mentalist was in it, Patrick Jane, and I helped him. He was going to run into some dangerous situation. I don't, it made no sense, but it but was- But you're the hero? Uh, in my eyes, I, oh, I'm always the hero in my dreams. That's probably why I enjoy them so much. Hey, speaking of abductions, have you heard of the, the author Whitley Stryber? Yes. 
He had an interesting abduction case. Was that the communion one? Yes. Yeah, I've never read the book, but I've heard about it a lot. I read the book. It's kind of boring. It's fascinating. But also, sometimes on these subjects, it's really hard to trust somebody that's normally a fiction writer. Hmm. That would be a little, yeah. (laughs) Which I think is the case with a lot of skeptics when he released that. But he's still out talking about it, from what I understand. Sure. And who's to say that fiction writers can't experience things, too? They just can't write about them and have people believe them. Wouldn't that be the ideal candidate for alien abductions and shit? But most aliens are... We are are exclusively going to kidnap or abduct fiction writers. See, the aliens that would do that would have to be like the evil aliens. Mm. Like the... Or strategic. Like the Dracos or whatever that they call themselves. Lizard people? I don't know what they are. I mean, there's there's evil aliens out there. I hear about them all the time in our research. Mm. But they would do that. The aliens sending the the messages of peace and love would want a writer, and then all of a sudden they'd get back home and they'd be like, "You grabbed a fiction writer. You're supposed to get a nonfiction." Oh, damn it! We got to go back. And they do fill up our tanks with alien gas. I guess. What do we use to get across? Oh, space and time. Never mind that. Magnetics. um, Yeah. Black holes. Cool. Bending time to our will. Okay, we don't need a gas up. Let's just hit the bricks. I bet you now. Aliens are abducting influencers because they think, oh, these guys will spread the message. They're the ones starting the weird challenges on TikTok. Yeah. Trying to get us all to end ourselves yeah. through stupid means. Do this. Gain more muscle. And then we have more to eat. Mm. To serve yeah, man. To fatten us up, damn it. Classic. Oh, it worked. No. Classic Twilight right. Zone. Classic indeed. This one is called Woke Up in a Cornfield. Ooh, I hate when that happens. Mm-mm-mm. Can't say for sure what happened to me that night, but here's what I know. I was driving home for the weekend from school at Indiana University. It takes me about two hours to get home, and I left Bloomington around 10 p.m. At exactly 10.53, I am on a rural stretch of the two-lane highway I take home, and I noticed what appeared to be flashing lights behind me. I thought, great, I'm getting pulled over. So I turned onto the next country road about a quarter mile from where I noticed the lights. As the car came to a stop, I started to open my glove box to get out my registration, and the cop immediately fired upon me. No, I'm just kidding. I did. I added that. It's fine. It's a joke. Haha, everyone's fine. It must have been. I don't have the black man queued up. Stop it. I don't like that one. (laughs) I know. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) I know, but it's going to, you're going to learn. No. To love it. You no. will. It's going to be, we're going to bring races together on this show, Christian. You'll see. Says the white guy. Yeah. Says the white guy, indeed. Someone's got to lead this, right? No, I'm just oh kidding. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, great. I'm getting pulled over. So I turn on the country road, quarter mile away. You're fine. You're white. That's true. <laughs> I open my glove box. I get out of the car and I say, hey, bitch, why'd you pull me over? No. Anyway, as the car comes to a stop and I start to open my glove box, get out my registration and proof of insurance, the lights suddenly disappeared and no car drove past. Now here is where the story takes a turn for the weird. And I am sure you guys think I'm just making it all up because it really does seem like something straight out of a typical UFO movie or story. It does. The electronics in my car started to go haywire. The radio was randomly changing stations while the volume kept going up and down while the dome light and headlights start to flicker and turn off and back on. This was at 10.56. I start thinking to myself that my battery must be failing or else I have a short somewhere in the electric system of my car. So I lean down to pop the hood so I can take a look at the battery and that is the last thing I remember doing. 
The next thing I know, I open my eyes and see nothing but the night sky full of bright stars. It was a cold night and it seemed like I had never seen stars that bright in my life. I sat up and looked around and I saw absolutely nothing, nothing at all. I was in the middle of a field, surrounded by corn stalks left over from the recent harvest. As I started to come to my senses, I started to freak out. Where am I? Why the fuck am I asleep in the middle of the field? And where's my car? Where's my car, dude? No, it's dude, where's my car? Where's my car, dude? No, it's dude, where's my car? The movie? Are we doing, yeah, are we doing a bit? Because that's... It's dude, where's my car? Yeah, the movie is called Dude, Where's My Car? You and said, the, where's my car, dude? Yeah, and the, the bit within the movie is dude where's my car and that's where's your car dude and they do this back and forth i don't remember did you watch the movie yes okay i just want to make sure i want to make sure I, it seems like a movie that you might pass up i usually would i probably have since then sean william scott and ashton kutcher come I on know who was it's in the it. best it's no, the best not the best it's the best i got up and started walking toward the distant headlights i could see from a road about a half mile away when I got to the nearest intersection, I looked at the signs, which read 350 North and 50 West. I was half a mile away from my car, which was just right off the main road. I started walking toward the headlights I could see on the main road. I can't say how long it took me to walk the half mile, but couldn't have been more than 10 or 15 minutes. When I arrived at my car, all the lights were out. My battery had died, which struck me as odd because I couldn't have been gone for that long. I looked at my phone, which was sitting on the passenger seat, and the time was 2.17 a.m. Over three hours had passed since I turned off onto the side road for the flashing lights behind me. I remember sitting in my car, completely dumbfounded, wondering what the hell had just happened to me. After about half an hour of just sitting there, I remember that my battery was dead, so I got on the phone and called AAA to come out and give me a jump. It took about an hour for them to get out to me since I was a good distance away from the nearest town, during which time I just sat in silence, running through the possible scenarios in my head concerning what had just happened. To this day, I couldn't tell you what really happened to me that night. All I know is I can't think of any plausible explanation as to why I woke up over a half mile away from my car in the middle of a cornfield more than three hours after I had stopped. I have only shared this story with one other person, my uncle. I'm sure people would either look at me like I'm crazy or they would call bullshit on the whole story, and I can't blame them. Somebody came up to me with a story like that that so closely mirrors the stereotypical encounter story, I probably wouldn't believe him either. It was aliens. You know, I gotta agree with you, Christian. There's really no other explanation. I think they know that's not me by now. But the joke is that I pretend like it is with such gusto that oh, it's almost like, I, I'm, like sorry. I'm talking to you and you're having a conversation and then you're actually a believer. I should have probably laughed. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, what could be some rational non-alien reasons the, for him ending up in that cornfield the only, for three hours? The only thing, the only non-alien thing that I can come up with is like people that have, uh, what is it, when they, almost like a seizure of some kind. Right. And they just kind of like, it is a missing time situation where something happens, maybe it wanders off just like, ah, and then passes out in a cornfield. Like that's the only non-rational thing that I could or the only rational thing that I could say, and even that to me is a stretch, because it's like, I feel like if this person did experience that type of stuff, that would have been something that was brought up like, oh, I'm known to have fits of seizures where I just don't remember hours of my day. And you didn't get that from this story. I don't know what I got from this story. It wasn't a cop. Well, I mean, at least you didn't get a ticket out of, out of it all. I mean, yeah. sometimes you got to take the abuse in That's a cornfield. Right. To avoid a ticket. I think I'd probably rather spend a couple hundred bucks on a ticket than have my chocolate factory tickled by aliens for three yeah, but hours. Obviously, he didn't 
get a choice in the matter. That's so, true. Yeah, they didn't even ask him. And then they dropped him off far away from his car. That's not kind. That's not kind. What yeah. kind of aliens are we dealing with? Some of them just put you right back in or you never thought you left your car. Yeah. But obviously. These ones were in a hurry. But I got to just plop him down. He's close yeah. enough. Just we're a little pfft. behind. Nobody will know. Yeah. Nobody believes these go humans anyway. Steve three towns over. That's weird. That's weird, man. I'm glad that's never happened to me. Or has it? Oh, God. No. I mean, I've had some weird stuff. I mean, some of those shadow people could have been aliens. That's a great way to cloak themselves. Yeah. Let's that, give them an urban myth to believe. That or the the peaceful one that I had. Remember, I, have a, I told you about that, like the shifting faces type of thing. Yes. That could have easily been a screen memory because I felt very peaceful when that was going on. Because they put it on your head. Yeah, they're like, put it on your head. And I was like, all right, yes, sir. Oh, this feels great. Whatever you say, scary alien with big eyes. And now you're peaceful. And they did touch my forehead and I went back to sleep. It's the only time Scott's ever been at peace. That is, yeah. That's probably close to the last. No, my late teens, early 20s were an interesting ride. It wasn't, the, the hard times didn't follow me until I was like 24. And I'm almost 30. Post, I'm 33 now. That's almost 10 years. Yeah. Post-abduction. No, post-incredibly shitty relationship. Same thing. That's true. You did sometimes steal a part they, of my life. Yet Sometimes they drop you off from, away from your car. Does that sound like a good relationship? This this lady stole my license plate at some point. Mm. It wasn't a lady. And she stole my cat. Dude, don't, don't date I, aliens. Um, I can't. I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to dive into that. R.I.P. J.C. Not our listener, JC, my cat, JC. We mentioned it a few episodes back. Unless something happened to JC, we need to say an RIP, which hopefully it did not. Yeah, we need that good, good Chris action coming in hot. Ah, you know what I mean? Maybe I need to change my... Uh, Uh-oh. No, go ahead. Let's see. I'm going to skip this one for now because it's... I, I threw it in here because it was such a fascinating story, but it's not an alien abduction at all. It's a stealth bomber sighting mm. and an alien sighting in one. Anyway, so if we have time at the end, after like this next couple stories, then I will circle back around for that. I'm not sure if we'll have time because I do have to pick my dad up from the airport relatively soon. But couldn't the aliens have just brought him? They plop him down a half mile away. That's better than going to the airport. Woke up in a marsh. Ghost in the machine. And we're back. You thought it couldn't be done. Back to back episodes with my computer taking a shit on me. Oh, yeah. It didn't really take a shit. It's been three hours. We were abducted. That's true. But just in time for us to get back to this story from Ashes Faded. Sounds like a emo band. It is. No. And it's called Woke Up in Mojave, California. Ooh, that's... I know. That's wait, between I, us. That's between where you were I raised th- and where I was raised. I thought we were uh, talking aliens and not hell. It could be both. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. Psych reference. Anyway, I was driving back home to Los Angeles with a friend of mine after visiting family near Fe- Phoenix, Arizona. We were headed west on Highway 58, just out of Boron, California. Now, that's hell. En route to Mojave to catch the 14. It was night, and we were jamming out to some music. The next thing I know, I'm waking up, looking around, and realizing that I was pulled over on the side of the road, and that approximately three hours has passed. My buddy was fast asleep, so I woke him up, and we both kind of had a psychological meltdown. After we calmed down a little bit, we went home and never really spoke of it since. I have absolutely no idea when or how we transitioned from listening to loud music and driving down the road to waking up safe on the side of the road. This one's easy. It was aliens. No, it was aliens. It was. No, they just simply fell asleep, but they were so exhausted they forgot that they chose to fall asleep. Oh, God. Do you always remember like the five minutes before you fall asleep the next morning? No. Yeah. I do. Well, but that's because you spend those five minutes stressing about something. Maybe it's sure. just me because I'm pretty relaxed when I go to sleep. 
Yeah, okay. But also now. That's near an Air Force base and aliens like to show up near bases. No, and for the record, the last five minutes before I fall asleep, I'm giving my brain, my subconscious task to think about like a problem for my subconscious to solve while I'm sleeping because subconscious works constantly. And so if you say, hey, I need to figure this out, think about this overnight, let me know in the morning the solution. I think this is the first time you've ever been on the side of subconscious when we're talking on the show. Usually you're like, it's not the subconscious. No, I'm aware it, that uh, I'm not like a subconscious denier, that your brain is already always working I mean, nonstop. You, you can always deny subconscious, but it doesn't deny itself. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Zen, very Zen. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, give that a shot. If you have, if there are things plaguing you during the day that you, that your brain just gets too worn out on or fried, hand it over to your subconscious overnight. Say, Hey, I'm going to think about this for a few minutes. Then when you fall asleep, your subconscious continues to work on that problem. And then you wake up and sometimes you actually have solutions for stuff. It's that's the whole, I'm going to sleep on it situation. I'm going to be your psychologist for a second and ask. Oh God. Do you do this every night? Uh, no, I forget a decent amount okay, of nights. That's but good. Cause you shouldn't, some, sometimes you should give your subconscious a break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's got to, it's got to uh, like prepare those dreams for you. Oh, uh, I don't dream too often. You dream, everybody dreams. You just don't remember them. The only dreams I have these days are very brief two minute dreams when I'm putting my son down for naps and I'm waiting for him to fall asleep so I can get out of the bed. And I'll have these weird ass vivid like experiences, conversations, situations and then like as i'm drifting off to night night land i snap out of it i'm like number one what the fuck was that number two i need to get out of bed because i got episodes to edit for this podcast and that's where we stand now yes the best time to dream is right after your first alarm goes off in my opinion at least for me anyway back to the aliens that, that does help yeah so this is the final story of the episode and it has a trigger warning and i'm not entirely sure if i believe this story so how about we hand it over to you listeners not christian because we already know he's not going to believe it you are correct you are correct yeah um so yeah maybe this will be the q a or something like that for this episode let us know what you think about this final story do you believe it or not because to me it kind of hits a little too political for my blood believe it or not i'm walking on it i'm reminded of seinfeld that's not Seinfeld. It's not Seinfeld, but there's an episode of Seinfeld where he sings that for his voicemail. George does. Do you know what that's from? I'm gonna. I'm. It's, I know the. I know the show, but I don't. Before you were born, Greatest yeah. American Hero, which. Oh, I don't actually know. That show. Which was kind of popular, but also dumb. Really stupid. Yeah. yeah. It sounds well. It's called the Greatest American Hero. I didn't like it when I was a kid. Maybe it was made for adults when I was a kid. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. All I think of is George Costanza recording a parody version of that for his voicemail. And he would totally have loved that show. I bet, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah this does have a trigger warning again. It could be completely fake, but probably a lot of probing. As a child, I had experiences of being abducted. I would lie awake in my bed all night in a state of hypervigilance, trying to observe the bedroom door, closet door, windows, and walls all around me, all at once, until I exhausted myself to sleep. I have various memories of the little gray aliens grabbing me by the wrist to lead me around places outside of my bedroom. Wherever they took me, nothing resembling a ship or anything, just a plain room. Counting my spine, they would run their fingers up each vertebrae on my back, and to my child's mind they were counting them, entering my room through the walls and so on. I'm terribly afraid of needles and I'm always worried that the nurse is going to touch the bone on my arm with the needle. I've had that happen. It's weird. It is weird. The small gray ones are about as tall as toddlers, three feet I suppose, classic gray, large heads, big insect eyes, 
Their torso and limbs are very slender and you have difficulty figuring out how they stand and walk upright carrying that large head. Their fingers are very long and the long fingers and the eyes are the creepiest things about them. Being with them is like being in the same room as a very creepy doll or mannequin, except they move around and are alive. They have a very disturbing vibe about them. Their skin is gray and seems not to be flesh. It looks like it's almost made out of construction putty or something like that. They have no wrinkles and no musculature. Their skin doesn't wrinkle when they move and you can't see muscles flexing or anything like that. They don't seem to have personality or will. They are just like drones or something. I imagine that they probably stand in a closet when they are not working, but they still seem to be organic. They are not machines or robots. That skin and those eyes are their real skin and eyes, not a spacesuit or a helmet. I also have memories of big gray alien, perhaps six feet tall, who I would be brought to after the little guys were done with me. She definitely had a personality and a sense of presence about her. Her skin seemed to have more features. She wasn't just putty like the little guys. I don't know how I thought she was female, but perhaps her features were more slender. She would look into my eyes with her large eyes and she could see all of my thoughts. I could sense her in my head. She would say things to me clearly as an attempt to get me to believe them or buy into them. I could recognize them as being my thoughts, but she didn't seem to care. Trying to push against her will is like pushing a car in neutral when it's coming down an incline. The car pushes you instead. Having her in my mind is a very disempowering experience and I would almost liken it to But I don't know what is really like. And I imagine it's way worse. Yeah, probably. But I'm trying to give you an idea of what it's like. So basically, all he had to say is, I felt violated. Yeah. That would... Violated? What a great... Instead of making me read the word twice. Yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to give you an idea of what it's like. It's not cool or fun at all. Someone else in your innermost sanctum, your own mind and thoughts, and you didn't invite them. You don't want them there. And they are just doing whatever the hell they want. At various times, she told me telepathically, don't make too much trash or people will get sick. And... Stop cutting down so many trees. Also told me, we're very grateful for your help. You're a big help to us in our project, and don't tell other people about us because they can't see us, and they will only get upset. She tried to make me feel positive about me being there, but I wasn't having any of it. I only wanted them to take me back home. I had no idea where I was. It's like when you're a kid and a teacher tries to encourage you for doing something you don't want to do, like sweeping the floor or picking up after yourself. You did a great job sweeping. You're such a big help. You don't give a shit about helping the teacher. You just want to go and play or whatever. Well, I didn't care what the big one was saying. I just wanted to go home. They've never told me any secrets of the universe and I've never had any hybrid alien or non-gray experience. For what it's worth, I've had sleep paralysis experiences and to me, these are different. Just like a dream is different from a nightmare and a nightmare is different from sleep paralysis. In sleep paralysis, I have a dream, or nightmare, about a physical presence that is hostile or angry and is restraining me or physically accosting me. I panic for a few moments, find that I can't move, and then I jerk myself awake. Gross. Once I'm awake, it... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's it's Um, getting late at night for Scott. Yeah, that was too much. Okay. Once once I'm awake, it fades away quickly, just like a nightmare becomes not so real when you wake up. Speak for yourself. Sometimes I can't go back to sleep, you asshole. With alien abductions, I don't find myself knowing that they've happened. I just wake up feeling like complete shit, maybe several days in a row, and I might have daydreams about aliens or remembering scenes from alien abduction shows. 
Sometimes I woke up in the early morning with the sense that they just left. I won't be able to sleep for hours, and I will be very aware and afraid of doors and windows. I'm a grown man, and when this happens, I am not able to fall back to sleep for at least an hour. As a kid, I remember finding an alien abduction book in the library, and it was like a door had been unlocked. My mom took us to McDonald's afterwards, and I finished the book there. I couldn't put it down, and for the next three days, I was in shock. It was like confirmation that they were real, that other people did know about them, and that I was really never safe from them. After that, as a teenager, I got my hands on all the alien abduction books and shows I could find. They scared the shit out of me, but I had to keep reading. I have strong opinions and depictions of gray aliens, and there are some I consider to be very accurate, while others seem like a stylized interpretation by someone who has never seen them. Basically, the more realistic or human they look, with facial features such as cheeks, septum, nose, wrinkles, or under-the-skin musculature, the less authentic it seems to be. Also, the eyes may be completely insectoid, wrapping around the sides, not facing forward or oval like a human's. I suppose a wasp or a mantis has the most alien-like eyes out of all the insects. There are certain cats I've seen that seem to have alien-shaped eyes. In my 20s, I started seeing a therapist. I have depression. And during some really intense sessions, I recalled the memories of the alien, the specific memories I outlined about. I don't believe the memories were blocked or anything. I just never dared ever to recall them because the whole thing is so terrifying. I believe it's a form of PTSD. It really does interfere with your sleep and mood. After that session, I was shaking so badly the therapist wasn't going to release me to let me drive. She had to walk me through breathing exercises to get me to calm down. If I were someone other than myself, I would be completely skeptical and conclude that the alien abduction experience is just another type of paralysis, sleep paralysis, or that reading too many scary alien books will corrupt your mind, or that it is a cover memory for sexual abuse. Why would you dream up aliens? They're as small as toddlers and frail looking. They never touched me sexually anyways. But me having had the experience I had, I just can't believe it. Even if they devise an experiment where they hook people up to machines and have brainwaves proving that certain types of sleep paralysis is the alien abduction phenomenon, I would still believe they were somehow real. Because the experiences feel real, even after you wake up. Not like a dream, nightmare, or sleep paralysis. I don't believe that aliens are organic creatures that evolved on, planet, on another planet and fly here in advanced ships. The physics of faster-than-light travel just doesn't work. Oh, like you would know. This guy is... <clears throat> coming off as like the, the way other people describe aliens is not really real. Like they've never seen one before, yeah, but I have, I have the answers. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to, you know, put this guy with aliens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not in this case, maybe. The only explanation I can come up with is that either they are creatures that can travel interdimensionally, perhaps they come from another dimension themselves, or they exist as independent entities in human consciousness. I know both of those are too crazy to really be explanations, but to me, those creatures are more than nightmares. I know that on a logical level, this is some kind of nightmare or brain disturbance, but let me tell you, the people that suffer from this really do suffer. Some people made up a name for this, post-abduction disorder. They aren't trying to say that abductions are real, but just trying to help people who suffer from this. Of course, it's not taken very seriously, and I understand why, but I do wish sufferers could talk more freely about it without fear of ridicule or dismissal. I know it sounds completely crazy to people who haven't suffered it, this is the most I've ever told anyone about it. I'm not interested in going to any groups or anything. My suspicion is that they are convinced there's a government cover-up. <laughs> I'm not interested in conspiracy theories. 
classic. Uh, like you said, it, first off, before I get started, Scott bleep the R words. I know. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, damn, you're going to say it twice, dude. Yeah. Just bleep it out. Cause then it won't. Yeah. YouTube and all that shit. Yeah. But also this guy is something else. Right? Like there's part, I'm going to be honest. There's parts of it where I'm like, I guess I, I kind of believe what he's saying. Like the, almost like the, the feeling it, like, you know, just trying to explain what you're feeling and stuff like that. And, but at the same time, like that was a very long winded, well, you know, like hyper detailed thing that you're, and then you're going into like crazy detail about, well, I think they're this and people that, you know, say their other things are wrong or this and blah, blah, like, right. I don't know, man. And, and maybe to stick up for the guy a little bit, if it's something is that traumatic to you, you know, you're going to take a strong stand maybe. Hmm. And, and maybe filter out some other things that you don't feel, feel are quite as real. And then obviously if it leaves that, if it has that kind of an effect on you, you might get a little paranoid or, sure. you know, something like that to where you're, no, what they're saying isn't right. And this is the only way it could be. It's very like evangelical in a way. Yeah. It's, uh, thorough. I'll say that very thorough. thorough. I and mean, I'm, I'm not saying definitively this guy is like making it all up, whatever, but like, cause there was, it does seem like there's a lot of thought put into that. If I was I a know. believer, there were parts of this that are like, okay, it makes sense if you're a believer and the stuff we're picking on the story for is really, doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's just the way that they're delivering their story is maybe True. coming off as a little condescending or yeah. dismissive of other stories. And that's, so that's not fair to do to that person. It's just, you know, yeah. if, if it's a, the other stories are believable. This one can be too. We did it, folks. It was aliens. Um, it was not aliens. That, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to say at the end of this, just my little couple sentences, I'm still not convinced on abductions and I'm not very convinced that the UFOs are aliens. But is there anything that you are convinced of? I am wrong. Okay. Well, I have, that's... <laughs> I have, you know what? I have been wrong once or twice in my life. Hey, who hasn't? But... That's kind of why with this last story, I kind of pitched it to the audience. Like, let us know your thoughts on it. Either comment on social media at Freaky Pod on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I'll try to get the post out early enough in the morning. So if you hear it and you follow us on those pages, give us your your opinion on it. Or, you know, leave a leave your thoughts on if you're listening on Spotify, leave your thoughts on Spotify. We usually have Q&As on the individual episodes that you can respond to. But yeah, I just kind of want to see what you guys think about it, because I know I knew that I didn't fully believe it, but I didn't fully disbelieve it either. Like it was a little political there. Like to stop the, cutting down the tree. Like this is the fucking Lorax of you, alien that abduction is the Lorax. stories. But to yeah. be fair, that's also a lot of when you hear like people that died and saw the light, they're saying the same things. So, that, I mean, weird. I think we're overly politicized in our society and in our media now. Maybe to the that's point why we can't trust anything that anyone right. says, right? Oh, okay. You're one of those people, right? And, if it is something to do with the subconscious, the subconscious knows the way we live is not really healthy in the it long really term. Be like it that. doesn't have to be political. We not do. even the subconscious. My normal waking brain is well aware that most of the ways that we live are pretty bad. Yeah, we've just been convinced by whatever media is popular in our, our area of the world that we can't talk about that, that it's a political thing. And it's not. We humans are an invasive species. But... At the end of the day, we are greater beings. And uh, yeah, so give us your thoughts on that, that final story and the episode in general. If you have a story of your own, alien abduction or otherwise, send it to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. Follow us on social medias. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, 
But I think that pretty much wraps it up. I gotta hit the hit the bricks and go pick up the old man. Don't hit any moose. I'll try. It's pretty bright outside. The, I, I'll see him coming. The last couple times I've gone to the airport, hmm. I've seen a, some a moose on the side of the highway. Yeah, they be out here. And one was not very pleasant. Oh, did he like flip you off or something like that? No, he was hit by a semi. Oh, trigger warning. Ooh, don't get hit by a semi if you're yeah, a moose. You don't. You don't want any of that action. And for those of you that don't live in Alaska, on the way to the airport, there's a sign that says this many moose have been hit this year. Yeah, it's a fun little game we play. And it's in the hundreds. How many can we hit? And it resets in March, I believe, or yeah, something like something that. Like that. <laughs> it's stupid. Stupid amount of moose have been hit on the highway. And that's all first world Alaskan problems. We'll see you right back here next week on the Frinkity Dinkity. Goodbye. Not black men. Like that that one, was the man. wrong one. That was the wrong one to press. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>